Well, hi, everyone. I want to welcome you all to You Found Us on the Mark Sports Talk uh, with your host, Mark with a C. That is me. And welcome to our 193rd episode of this show in 193 consecutive weeks. Kind of How is everyone today? How is everybody? Good. Good. How, are Good. How are you? I want to introduce our panel, and you guys don't have to talk. I'll, I'll talk, I'll introduce you. When I, when I come to your name, I'll mention your name, and uh, if you want to say a word or two, not a long word or two, a short word or two, <laughs> about you and anything else. So, Fred, we'll start with you. We have Fred. Yep. Ple- pleasure to be Fred Fleischer. Pleasure to be here for 193rd <clears throat> week of this wonderful show that I look forward to every week. <laughs> All right, Larry. Well, I have my my hundredth show T-shirt, which I'm not wearing today, and um, and it's good to come on now and then, even though I I know very little about uh, sports in the past. But we're teaching you, right? Absolutely. And uh, soon you'll have a two hundredth shirt because those are in the process. The other Larry, how about you? Yes, I'm enjoying giving you stories every week. It's I think I'm in a hundredth uh, time now. I think you are, Milton. Yeah, enjoy it every week. I try to make it, and uh, every week, and I love talking sports and music with you guys. And if you ever want to hear a joke or two, I have that also. <laughs> All right. How about you, Jeff? Hi, I'm a relative newcomer, and. Um, this call is uh, my oasis in a crazy, crazy world. So I love it. Welcome. All right. M- Mike with an F. Hi there. I'm the only one on the panel who rushes home from Jones Beach to be a part of this wonderful, wonderful podcast. And uh, I love my sports, and I will continue to follow the podcast and follow my sports. Okay. How is Jones Beach today? Jones Beach was very windy. Windy. Mm. Michael, oh, you know, can I say something about Jones Beach? <laughs> Never before did I see, you know, the other side of the boardwalk was totally, it must have been six feet of water from the storm. Oh, was, yeah, I I'm sorry I didn't take my, my phone to take a picture, oh. but it was a fight oh. of a hole. Just want to tell you. Do you go to Field 4? Where were you? We got field six. Field six. And there's a bunch of old buzzards at the walk. Oh, maybe one day I'll take a ride there. Yeah. Right. They open up the concession for like a, a senior lounge, and it's very, very nice. All right. G- Gerald, Jerry, whatever you call yourself today. <laughs> I enjoy this program very much each week. I particularly enjoy doing the biographies, which brings back a great history for me uh, in, uh, in the area of sports, whether it's uh, baseball, football, or basketball players, and uh, – uh, I look forward to the 200th show, which should be very special, Mark. I hope it is. All right. Roger the Dodger. <laughs> hey, Mark. Enjoy being on every week and being one of the younger uh, fellows on the podcast. I like, you know, the you know the stories you guys have. From Don't the- rub it in. Uh, no, <laughs> not by much, Joe. Not by much. But still, you know, I like the stories, the history, you know, the you know, all the good stuff. The stuff my dad used to tell me, too, so I can I can relate to him. I'm, you know, I like to be a, Consider myself a student of, the, of baseball, especially. I like the history of the game. Okay, I love your shirt. Okay, Stuart. I've been on this show for a couple of years now. It's 
Great show. I enjoy everybody's stories. I enjoy the trivia and I enjoy the music that uh, Milton provides. And it's just great to be here uh, every uh, Thursday at four till like 5.30 or so. Very good. Welcome. Okay. Uh, Dave, you're up. Oh. Well, I guess I have a relative newcomer also, and congratulations on uh, the 193rd uh, show. 193 happens to be a prime number. <laughs> <laughs> the mathematician in me. All right. Welcome. Well, oh, you're always welcome. Joe! There's nothing else that goes into 193. It's, it's right. my weekly connection to people I no longer see very often since I moved across the river to New Jersey, and I'm really happy for it. And I thank you. Welcome. And Mike, we haven't seen you in a few weeks. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, what what was the initial question? What what do we like about the show? <laughs> no, we're just saying hello to you. Oh, to say, just, uh, you can say I, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. No, I I enjoy seeing you guys and talking sports. And uh, I know you uh, you're breathless to hear about the Washington D.C. area, so <laughs> I feel a responsibility to be here. <laughs> just think if you were in. Um, Hmm. Uh, Las Vegas. We hear about Las Vegas sports, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, uh, thank. I think, I think I hit everybody. Did I? I believe uh, I did. Just one thing, except this yourself. Tribute to baseball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, you got the uh, bazooka bubble gum. <laughs> there you go. The rookies no. always carry that out to the bench, right? Yeah. Now, Mark, <laughs> you, you got to say, say something about yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's your turn, Mark. I've been talking yeah, all along. Everybody I love love doing this, as you know. And I think I said this way, way back after the first episode or so, of, or so that we would continue this as long as people came. And since you guys came and uh, and stayed doing it, I mean, if I if I if I come on at three thirty and there's nobody in the screen at four o'clock, <laughs> either I'm, at the, I'm on the wrong uh, podcast uh, site or uh, you had enough. But I'm glad you guys come each week and just talk sports. Um, that 200th episode coming up uh, seven weeks away. Um, I spoke to my son this mo- this morning, and he was at the uh, the designer. They're designing that new shirt for us, and if he may have a design a, a sample design for me this weekend. If I do, I'll show you guys uh, next week. And we're still looking for suggestions for that 200th show. We have a couple of suggestions. Um, on let's see, one person said, "Why don't we display our favorite athlete uh, on the background of your Zoom box?" Is that what you, don't you said, Michael? Right, or like the that. logo of your favorite team. Right, and Larry was would mention something to do something uh, with humor, like something humorous that you heard um, or an athlete said, or something related to sports, something funny. Um, did I say that right, Larry? Yeah, that's it. I don't want to talk if I'm wrong here. And I said, if you had a dinner mm-hmm. and you could v- invite any one, two, or three people, anyone alive or dead related to sports, <laughs> who would you invite and why to your dinner? So we're looking for more suggestions. Uh, just email them to me. I'll bring them up in the next show. And soon we'll make a decision. We'll, we'll all vote on this and see what we want. Okay? And hopefully those shirts will be ready for us to purchase in a week or so. Uh, before we do go to the sports, I have that funny, funny story. 
I don't know if you'll find you, you should find this funny. Uh that storm that you guys were talking about the other day before we yeah. went on, Wednesday. that was Saturday evening, oh, Saturday, Saturday during the day that snowed and it turned to rain oh, in the New York area. At the end. I guess the similar in, in Jersey and similar in Virginia, Washington area. What I, is that correct? You talk about, you talk about Saturday or Tuesday? Saturday, not the one the in the DC area, but yeah. yesterday the other one but, was, um, was worse. So that evening, uh, my granddaughter, my older granddaughter, slept over. Her dad, my son, my oldest son, had COVID all week. He quarantined himself, and they were talking. You know, the family was talking through a door. He stayed in the room. Oh, uh, stayed, stayed too. And so he got over the COVID. Fine. Uh, the granddaughter came over um, and she went to sleep really nicely, real quick. <laughs> you know, usually she's excited and doesn't want to go to sleep. Grandpa and grandma, she goes to sleep and she's fine. But two o'clock in the morning, well, I'm sleeping in a different room because she takes the bed where I usually sleep. So my wife comes in at two in the morning and says, my granddaughter has a fever, 103. Mm. Wow. wow. The mm -hmm. Tylenol that Ooh, we have, the children's Tylenol, expired last year. We have no Tylenol to bring the fever down. One of us has to go to a store <laughs> at 2 in the morning. I said, all right, why don't you go? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. What's open? Little Lake Parkway. How to find right. a, a certain CVS. I'm plugging CVS. The one on Hillside Avenue. In right. Some are open 24 hours. Right. right. And I remembered, I went on online and I saw that uh, but where I live on Bell Boulevard in oh. Northern, oh, there's a CVS. Yes. That right. one's open 24 hours. So I get in the oh, car. I'm so asleep. Yeah. I'm fast asleep getting in the car. And mind you, it, it, it snowed and it rained. It was nasty. It was cold. It was right. not yeah, a nice yeah. night. There was nobody on the road. Nobody. I must be about three, four, maybe five miles away. I passed nobody. I saw no headlights. Right. Unbelievable. Like everybody was in. Right. I get to the get to the CVS. Of course, there's a parking lot. There's no one in the parking lot but my car. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go in, and I notice if you haven't been to these places at the wee hours of the morning, there's no cashier. Uh -huh. Everything is like self checkout. Yeah, right. So that's I found that really. Oh yeah, they have unusual. the automated. Yeah, CVS. Now I'm looking for the um, people who work there. Gotta be people who work there, right? And I see there are, there are people, a few people around, and they're like loading the shelves, reloading the shelves. That's their job at night. All right, so now I'm looking for the uh, the Tylenol, and of course there is no Tylenol. <laughs> so I had to have to bother one of these people and say, "Can you help me find the children's Tylenol?" You're aisle eight. I said, "I'm in aisle. What's aisle? I can't find it. Can you stop a second and just show me?" So they came and they said, yeah, you're right. There is no Tylenol for children, but we have the CVS brand. That's the same thing. Yeah. So I did buy that. 
I did, you know, pick that up and um, checked it out myself and left. And again, it's the weirdest thing. Nobody on the road at two in the morning. I don't know if you have experienced that, but uh, that was uh, that was my story about basically being all alone doing that. <laughs> so how's yeah, your granddaughter yeah. now? Okay. Oh, she's better. Okay. better. 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 Good. Well, Thanks to me. How long you got better? Gerald. I think there's a, a law that in every community in New York City, perhaps, there has to be at least one pharmacy that's open 24 hours. You had to go online and look for the ones, 24 yeah. hours. Right? And I saw the right. one, you know, yeah. from Bell, Bell and Northern. It's quick. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I know, yeah, I know by us, the CVS right over the county line is open 24 hours. Yeah. I don't know if any around me. Well, that one on both sides near Rome. You have to go check just in case you need that. Well, you right. could look at that stuff. It's good. It's usually good for a year or two after it expires. Well, that's true. It's tricky. You're probably, you're probably right, but you know, um, they didn't want to yeah. give her that. So. That, that was it. Yeah. All right. Why don't we start with the sports? That's why we're here. And, uh, <laughs> Gerald, your sports personality of the week is a special one. And why don't you explain it? By the way, you're sponsored by Cows Udders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, five minutes. We all know that, uh, unfortunately, Bud Harrelson just passed away. He suffered from Alzheimer's. He was a great Met. Just he like was a New York were. Met for, thir for 13 years. He was the glue of the infield. Uh, typically in those days, in his first year, was 1965. Uh, shortstops generally were very good fielders and light hitters, and, and, and he, he sort of fit that bill. But he, he was an inspiration to the team. Uh, there are many uh, tributes that um, have poured in, and I'm going to read some of them. And in addition, uh, just to highlight how good a field he was, his lifetime fielding average was 969. Now, I'd be very remiss if I didn't talk about the Pete Rose fight in 1973. I was there. I've always basically hated Pete Rose's guts. I but uh, we all know what actually happened was John Matlock the day before basically shut down the uh, the big red machine, and some comment was made uh, by Bud Harrelson to the effect that uh, I guess uh, John Matlock made the Reds look like me in terms of hitting prowess, and Joe Morgan took exception to that, and of oh. course that comment. Um, was heard by Pete Rose, who apparently was very upset about it. So when there was a double play, double play ball hit to John Milner, Rose came in apparently very hard into second base. Uh, fight ensued. Uh, the game was stopped for a while. And uh, uh, ironically enough, uh, Pete Rose and, and Bud Harrelson were teammates on the Philadelphia Phillies. And at one point after they both retired, Rose uh, wrote on a card to him, uh, thank you for making me famous. But I, I will always despise Pete Rose also because of the Forsey incident where he ended Ray Forsey's career at home plate, you may recall. 
I want to read a couple of tributes to him in, in, in this short biography. Ed Cranepool, he was always, he always made perfect throws to me at first. Everything was chest high. Buddy and I were the Mets in the early days, and he did everything to promote the team. I don't think we ever missed a league dinner in the early years to talk baseball to kids. Jerry Kuzman, he was the best shortstop who played behind me, period. I can't tell you how many runs he saved. Um, Ron Swoboda, there wasn't a play he couldn't make a shortstop. When I played left, he saved me so many times coming back to catch pop-ups. He must have had 50 collisions, and he never complained once. Art Shamsky, we don't win in 1965 without him. A fighter, the heart of the team. He was such a big part of, of Mets history. By the way, he was 5'10", and uh, probably weighed about 155 pounds. They listed him at 160 to 165. Keith Hernandez, I played against Buddy. I remember him as a feisty player who would do anything to win as a coach. He was so caring and giving. He was the best third-base coach in the game. Also, he threw the best BP in baseball. We bonded over both being from the same area in San Francisco. He was just a great gentleman. David Johnson, great coach, great friend. By the way, he was the only Met who was ever in uniform in 1969 for the 1969 World Series Championship in 1986. In 86, he was the third-base coach. And in 1980 and 1969, of course, he was the shortstop for the for the championship team. So uh, this concludes my short and uh, briefly prepared biography of the great, great Bud Harrelson. You know, he came back to manage them also. Yes, he did. Yes. And he yes. managed the Long <coughs> right. Island. He owned the Long Island. Maybe Johnson. the Long Island Ducks, and he managed them for one year. Right. I'm trying to think why when he came back, he put on 23 number, number 23. Instead of three. Who know. was number three that that he didn't want to take the number away from him? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. And yet also, when you mentioned um, what Cranepool said, that he always threw the ball to him chest high. I remember the days of my softball days, and I played first base, and I still love when when ground ball to the infield especially third base and uh, shortstop when they threw the first base i i knew there was a certain people that would always throw to me chest high very easy catch mm -hmm. that was the fun part yeah great great guy we has yes. great memories of him but i'm curious who was number three because he went to 23. what year was when he came back to i know we came back to as as a coach he was 23. I don't know if he was three as the uh, the manager. It's something to check. I don't know. Just a uniform number. All right, let's move on. Milton, thank you there, uh, Joe. Good, good, good remembering him. May he rest. All right. Today we'll go to 1982. Let's hear this song, a big hit. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Wrapped around each other, oh. trying so hard 
have to stay warm That first cold winter together Lying in each other's arms Watching those old leaves Falling in love so desperately Honey, I was your hero An actor, wasn't he? Key Largo, but who did it? No, yeah, right. Bertie Bertie Higgins. Higgins is correct. That's right. That's right. That's right. Great song, 1982. I come up with them from every decade. Later, we'll do uh, 1967 or 77 to close out the show. You're the only one who advertises yourself. I do. <laughs> hey, come on! I I was a dentist 55 years. I advertised myself all over. And you probably played a lot of these songs while you. Were I had it going. You know, you're right. And Don K. Reed was one of my best uh, patients. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Good. Good song. And you'll have a closing song for us a little yes, later. Sir. Right? Yeah. All right. As far as beep beeps go, anyone find the beep beep this week? Anybody have an unusual name? Okay. I found one. Riley. Pint, P-I-N-T, Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, Pint, P-I-N-T. Anyone know who he is, was, whatever? Never. Heard 16, of. he was a Colorado Rocky pitcher. Huh. <laughs> he might have thrown Never a third of an inning, right. but he, he's on the, on, on the uh, unusual, Pint, P-I-N-T. It's, I thought that's unusual name. Mm. All right, this day in sports. What's today? Today is January... 11. You know, lots of things happen in sports today, but other days. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see where I, in 1915, 1915, Jacob Rupert and Colonel Tinglehast, Houston, purchased the Yankees for $460,000. 460 thousand dollars and rupert paid his portion in cash that's very interesting it was a beer merchant i think was yeah. it yeah rupert, yeah rupert, rupert Nickerbocker. Yeah. right rupert Nickerbocker was rupert beer. right do they, do they have plaques in yankee stadium for these guys rupert you think i never heard of probably tinging hot tinging haste colonel tinging haste houston probably silent partner Probably. Uh, in 46, 1946, Bert Bell becomes the second NFL commissioner. Uh, in 1953, uh, J. Edgar Hoover declines a six-figure offer to become president of the International Boxing Club. <laughs> I don't want that money. In What's that? He should have taken it. Then we would. Then he wouldn't have been with the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In 1959, the ninth NFL Pro Bowl was at LA Memorial Coliseum. The East beats the West, and Frank Gifford, who was one of my favorite players growing up, uh, and the Bears' Doug Atkins for defense were the MVPs of that game. Um, let's see, 1960. 
Lamar Clark. Anyone ever heard of Lamar Clark? No. Nope. Well, believe it or not, he sets a pro boxing record oh. of 44 consecutive knockouts. Oh. Wow. That's a good streak. What, what uh, year was that? 1960. 60. Lamar Clark. What weight class? What weight class? Yeah. I don't know. Let's look it up. Is he ever a champion? I never heard of him. Never heard of him. But he won 44. Who knows? In 1967, San Diego was granted an NBA franchise called the Rockets. Mm -hmm. 67, and in 71, they moved to Houston. So they only gave it five years, four years? San Diego can't keep anything. Amazing. Yeah, right. Didn't they move from Buffalo? But they're the Boston Braves. Padres. Yeah, the Boston. They move from Buffalo. Oh, it says sexy. They might have been the Boston Braves. Nothing near Buffalo. Same thing with Oakland. Same story with Oakland. Yeah. Let's see what else happened here. On this day was Super Bowl four. Who who played in Super Bowl four? Chiefs. Jets. Chiefs. Jets were third. I were the third. I thought. Chiefs and Vikings. Vikings. Uh, in Tulane Stadium, and of course the Chiefs won that. And sure, of course, the Vikings have the never MVP. won. That's right. On this day in 1973, the American League adopts, adopts the designated hitter rule. Oh, on this day, who was it? Who was the first one? Mr. Ron Bloomberg. Ron Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Uh, in '77, there was a big baseball trade. Let's say that time was big. The Cubs traded Rick Monday. To the Dodgers for Billy Buckner in 77 on this day. That's a big one. Uh, yeah. In 1977, France releases Abu Daoud, a Palestinian sus suspected of involvement in the massacre of the Israeli athletes in the 72 oh. Olympics. Oh, Olympics. Somewhere wow. Wait, wait, you said so France released them? France released them. Yeah. How did you get how was he in France? Maybe that's where he I was mean, living. He was found. I don't know. I don't know. You got to go deeper. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just giving you the, uh, the copy. Yeah, you have to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 83, Billy Martin is named manager of the Yankees for the third time. Uh, in 83, Edmonton Oilers, Pat Hughes. Yeah. That's the record for the fastest two shorthanded goals by one player just 25 seconds apart he broke a wayne gretzky record in uh, let's see uh in 87 the largest crowd at that time 76,633 at giant stadium big crowd uh oh. this is before the just the cowboy stadium and other big yeah. stadiums and giants beat the, the uh, redskins 17 nothing for the NFC title. I remember that game. Mm. Um did they beat the did they beat the Washington three times that year? They must have. They played him for the championship mm -hmm. and they probably beat him twice in the regular right. season. I think that the storyline was mm -hmm. they can't beat them three times in one one year. Yeah, I think we said it. Went ahead and beat them but it's hard times. to do that. Yeah. yeah, true. Uh 89, Denver Rockets. Den Denver Nuggets. Nuggets, Rookie, Nuggets, yeah. Jerome Lane. Never heard of him. Yeah. Misses seven free throws, and he misses one 
by over two feet. <laughs> talking yeah. about free throws the other day. This guy was terrible. Played in the uh, same team in college with Charles Smith, <laughs> Pittsburgh. 1990, Bobby Knight becomes the Big Ten winniest coach, 229. I wonder if he still is the biggest winner on, in the Big Ten. I don't know. Uh, in 1990, same day, the Islanders, Pat Lafontaine, scores a goal in his 11th straight game. Mark, Tom Izzo probably passed Bobby Knight. That's, uh, he's been probably, there. I don't know that for, for a fact, but I'm thinking he might have. That sounds good. That's uh, listen, 1990 is what, yeah. uh, 33 years ago, right? 34 mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that's right. Right. 1991, Ben Johnson in his first race since being stripped of his 1988 gold medals in the Olympics for steroids, he finished second. <laughs> uh, I'm almost done here. Let's see. 1995 on this day. <clears throat> National Hockey League Players Association, the owners agreed to end a strike. Hockey strike. Uh, 99. Great coach, Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Resigns as coach for the Chiefs. Yeah. 2001. Here's a good one. You forgot this one, I'm sure. Knicks. The NBA. Um, Knicks. Holds an opponent's under 100 points for a record 29 straight games. They broke a 46-year-old record of 28 by the Fort Wayne Pistons from 54 to 55. I wonder if that record still stands. Anyone know? Probably. No one plays defense nowadays anyway. No one plays defense. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, then they got a college football championships. The great mm-hmm. Alabama winning their couple of championships yeah. on this day. A uh, couple of years in a row. But that was uh, what happened on this day in sports. Hope you enjoyed it. All right. Let's move on to sports stories by Larry. Uh, sponsored by... Can a comment for me, uh, Joe? Yes, did a little research. Michigan State's Tom Izzo is the all-time winningest basketball coach in Big Ten history with 663 victories. Uh, yeah, as he, what, uh, what uh, Fred uh, Guinness. Man <laughs> <laughs> knows everything. Sports Stories by Larry, sponsored by Toothpaste. <laughs> what do you got today? <laughs> I, my story this week is entitled... <clears throat> Recent sports triumphs with international overtones. Since 1980, there have been several memorable sports triumphs with international overtones. Here are four of them. First, the miracle on ice. Against the backdrop of the Cold War, the underdog U.S. hockey team defeated the powerhouse Soviet Union at the 1980 Olympics. Second, Mary Lou Retton's gymnastics. Mary Lou Retton earned two perfect scores in gymnastics at the 1984 Olympics and became the first American women to bring home the gold in the all-around competition. Third, Brandy Chastain playing against China in front of 90,000 fans Left foot penalty kick brought Team USA the Women's World Cup in soccer. 
Fourth and finally, President George W. Bush's ceremonial pitch, wearing an FDNY jacket. Mm. George W. Bush took the mound at Yankee Stadium during the 2001 World Series, just seven weeks after 9-11. Side note, on an earlier triumph with international overtones, <clears throat> Jesse Owens won four track and field gold medals at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin, Germany. And as a black American man, he was credited with single-handedly crushing Hitler's myth of Aryan supremacy. That completes my story for this week. Okay. Yep. Okay, Mike, comment. It's interesting, uh, Larry, the miracle on ice, the word miracle, because when that was happening, I was at North Shore Hospital waiting to get word on my dad who had triple bypass surgery, oh, and we didn't know he was going to make it. And we're outside the uh, room where he just got finished being operated with another person. And out of the blue, somebody said, does anybody know who won the hockey game? And somebody said, yeah, uh, the United States. Oh, my God, what a miracle. Holy cow. Then we learned that my, my dad pulled through. So the mm -hmm. uh, ice was always special for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the Georgia Peach diner. <laughs> that happened. Uh, Fred, what do you got? On Queens Boulevard. And we all know. Yeah. We all know when Larry alluded to 1936, how uh, that noted anti-Semite Avery Brundage wouldn't yes. allow Sam Stoller and Marty Glickman to run in the relay races because they right. were Jewish. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we we should always acknowledge that. Why we uh, praise the accomplishments of Jesse Owen. That, but that, that should never be forgotten also. Right. Anybody else want to comment on Larry's story? Can I say one more, Mark? Uh, with the like uh, George Bush throwing the uh, perfect strike, yeah. uh, that, that particular game, uh, one of my trivia questions a while back was how many umpires were there, and some of the umpires were actually secret servicemen dressed up as umpires. You could look oh, that up. It's interesting. Hmm. That I don't remember, but you're probably right. Hmm. Okay, thank you for that, Larry. And we look forward to your story next week. And we're going to go move on to the Roger football report. The Roger Whoa. football report. Well, they take the rest of the time. Big. And you're sponsored right. this week by, you ready? Your left pinky. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough for two hands. Enough. You got, a, you got enough report yeah. for two hands, Roger. Yep. Yep. You got the pinky. What a crazy week in the NFL. Do we start? Yeah. <laughs> I was like running out of paper here trying to write all this down. But... And college football, too. Yeah, exactly. Cool. The, the week of the coach firings, I mean, it was like every every other minute I was getting an alert. I mean, it was, yeah. just, it was just crazy. Last Monday. Yeah. That's why our phones were blowing up. I know. Exactly. <laughs> no particular order, but probably, uh, you know, first come, first serve with this. Uh, Amanders, you know, we knew Ron Rivera was going. I mean, yeah. like he was on borrowed time the whole year. I mean uh, – uh, four years with the Commanders, uh, finished a lovely four and thirteen. I know the guys in DC don't need to hear too much about him. I know they they've been suffering with him. <laughs> um, he didn't make the playoffs once in twenty twenty with a seven and nine record, so that was about <laughs> his, that was his highlight, I think. Um, but they had they own the number two pick though, the Commanders in the draft, so and they apparently have a lot of uh, cap space for next season. So that's if there's anything bright about next season for the Commanders, I guess that's it. Hopefully okay. they. They draft wisely, but we'll find out. Uh, five, the Panthers fired their GM, Scott Fitterer. Uh, 
won't say too much about that. Shortly thereafter, the Falcons can their coach, Arthur Smith. He had his third straight 7-10 and 10 season. Interestingly, if they had won that last game against the Saints, I think they would have won the, the NFC South and would have made the playoffs. So. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry, though. And uh, they got buried 48-17 to 17 in that game. Um, I'm not going to say much more about that. Let's see. Talk about the ending of that game. There was a big controversy, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Supposedly gonna the game. It was what there were at least three scores behind, the, and yeah, it was. New Orleans decided to what to throw another pass or something for a no. touchdown. Now they handed off to a guy uh-huh. who scored seventeen touchdowns the year before. And I forgot his name. He had zero touchdowns during this year because yeah, they changed his position to blocking fullback. <laughs> his last name was Williams. I don't remember his first name. Yeah, and they gave him. They gave him. They gave him the ball to score, like piling it on. Yeah. Uh, I'll let Fred handle the New York Giants uh, stuff. Quite a few there, Fred. Yeah, Uh, quite a few. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Titans fired their coach, Mike Vrabel. Uh, He'd been their head coach since 2018, so at least a little longevity there. Um, After his four years as defensive coordinator for the Texans, but in his last 24 games with the Titans, they were like 6 and 18. So uh, before that, they had four straight winning seasons and uh, quite good a few years ago. In 2019, they got to the AFC Championship game. So, uh, which I think they knocked the Patriots out that year. Uh, they had the number seven pick in the draft. So, yeah, career 54 45 record. Let's see, we got more here. Uh, the, oh, the Bears uh, they dismissed a whole bunch of stuff here. They kept them, they kept the head coach, though. Um, Matt uh, Eberflus, but they dismissed the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, the quarterback coach, the wide receiver coach, the running back coach, and the tight end coach. And believe it or not, they have the number one pick in the draft. So I guess they have to decide if Justin Fields is, uh, you know, their quarterback of the future, but they clearly need a few things. Although they, they've kind of finished pretty strong, the Bears, so we'll see. Uh, this one surprises, I think, a little bit. The Seahawks head coach, Pete Carroll, oh, yeah. stepped down. You said you're 72. Um, he was going to remain as an advisor, though, I think they said. Yeah, that's why I heard that. Yeah, 137, 89, and 1. Uh, he coached them since 2010. Uh, one Super Bowl win, although, you know, they should have had a second one, but we won't. Sure should have. Yeah, that yep. was bizarre. Mm-hmm. It ran the ball. Yeah, and he kind of right. responsible that legion of boom defense and things like that. So, yeah, but I guess, I guess you know, he's had, he's had enough. We don't need to go back to his history, you know, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, and then uh, later today, we found out the Patriots all of a sudden parted ways with Bill Belichick, uh, 71 years old. Uh, coached for 24 years with the Patriots, six Super Bowl wins, 30 playoff game wins, uh, regular season with New England, 266 and 121, 17 AFC East titles, 11 straight from 20, 2009 to 2019, and... Um, you know, if anyone wants to know, I got his whole chronology here. Yeah. He even started in 1976 as a uh, an assistant special teams coach with the Lions. I mean, oh, I <laughs> but that then probably didn't last very long. And then uh, I guess after the Broncos uh, in 79, he was with the Giants for 12 years, um, you know, running most of the defense there. Two Super Bowls under Parcells. The defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. I always like the Giants defenses there. Nice, good Aggressive defenses. Yeah. Um, then uh, he was hired as the Browns coach in '91. Uh, yeah, first season, out. they were 11 and five. They actually oh. got the second round oh. of the playoffs. But apparently, the next year, the wonderful o- owner Art Modell decided the team's going to move the team to Baltimore. Yeah. And the team 
kind of folded up after that, and they ended up with uh, five and eleven that year. And he was fired shortly thereafter. Um, reunited with Parcells in '96 uh, in New England, they reached the Super Bowl, but they didn't win that year. And then the uh, when Parcells, I guess, had a falling out with Kraft in New England, he <laughs> up with the Jets, and um, right, right. you know, he followed Parcells there. They had to work out some kind of agreement that Kraft would release him there. He didn't want to let him go initially. And uh, there for about 97 to 99. And then the, the famous uh, napkin uh, resignation <laughs> by uh, Belichick. I resign as HC of the NYJ. And you're right. So if someone had kept that napkin, that, that would be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. That would be priceless. Mm -hmm. It's auctions. And uh, yeah, from 2000 till now. And, you know, I mean, I guess if Bledsoe didn't get hurt, I mean, who know, knew what would have happened? I mean, then Brady stepped in and. Yep. What, a, what a dominant team it's been for like two decades and, and more. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? Some people say without Brady, he would never have won. Mm. Remember, they still had to not give up Maybe not more as much, points right? than they scored. So the, def the, no, the defense was good too. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> I mean, a top, you have to like, uh, yeah. you know, you can have great offense, but if, you, if your defense gives up more oh. points, you lose. <laughs> Right. So, Even that yeah. one year Brady got hurt, I think that was it Matt Cassell. They they, they yeah, and they still won like ten or eleven games. Yeah, but yeah. but it, that was funny. I think they won like ten or eleven, but there's some cork in the in the standings. They didn't make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. They were like the best team not to make the playoffs. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never saw the guy smile. Did you ever see him smile? Or check? check. the same expression. Like a, I heard he like still wants to coach. That's yeah. what the rumors are. There was some rumors he from five years ago. They coach. were talking about maybe Atlanta might be interested or something. But how about the Jets? No, we wouldn't go back to that. That would be ironic. Says, oh, the Giants happen. should fire Daybo and hire him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gerald, you had your hand. What's up, Roger? I wanted to ask you what's going on in Mister Rogers' neighborhood and what happened to the apology. Oh, with him and Jimmy I think I'm Mike, Mike that, is going to follow up on that today. That's not sports. I got that. All right. Mike's got okay. that covered. All right, Joe, you got a comment? Yeah, I think for the most of his uh, regime, part, um, Belichick was also the general manager of the uh, Patriots. Patriots as well. well what's the... And when you consider the streak that they had for all those years when in a league that really enforces parity wherever it can, it was an amazing run. I mean, it's not just having – it wasn't just having Brady. He had to build a team around him, and he had to change the team on the fly every year. Yeah. And he did it successfully. Yeah. Right, with low draft picks because they were winning yep. the Super Bowl. Never had a high draft pick. Yeah. Never. Yeah. They retooled very well. Yeah. I mean, there was, a, there, was a, there was one point where I said to myself, don't ever trade with Belichick. <laughs> you never win. <laughs> any trade the Jets ever made with him, they lost. Yeah, right? Man. Yeah, I can't was, remember any off the top of my head, but they were all losers. Everyone, he, he, you know, he was, he was very astute in in his draft picks, like you say. You know, I mean, I mean, you look at a team in draft picks, like Roger mentioned, like the Commanders had the second yeah. have the second pick. Well, you know, like them, the last time they had the second pick, they they drafted Chase Young, and now he's gone. With mm -hmm. Belichick, he always found yeah. these gems. Yep. in the middle, in the late, in the late rounds. Yep, yep, yep. Amazing, right. amazing record. Yeah. Thank you for that, and uh, we had to touch the bound upon the uh, Belichick uh, story there. All right. <laughs> Are you done on your, your report? 
Roger, you want to mention Nick Saban? Or you want to do it? Right. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll, let you, I'll let you hear that one, Fred. I, you know, if you want. Okay, right. we'll get there later. Okay. Right. Um, let's move on to Michael. We haven't heard from Michael in a while. The Jets and Yankees report. The last couple of weeks you weren't around, Michael, right? Okay. Report. Yeah. By the way, All you're right. sponsored by a panda bear. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to begin with an analogy that uh, really, really different. I'm going to give oh, you four yeah. movies. All right, four movies. Run silent, run deep. Brandy. Beach blanket, beach blanket, bingo. Kelly's heroes and enter laughing. Four movies. Can anybody tell me uh, actor, a character actor who was in all those four movies? Very not popular at the time. Very little known. I'm talking about the late '60s, early '70s. Anybody have any idea? Charles Durning. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm oh. going to give it to you a pass. Don Mark Rickles. wants to work. But Don, Don Rickles was in every one of those movies. <laughs> and neither did Don Rickles. Right? I Don Rickles. I did. Right. But if you think of Don Nick Rickles in those days, it was a it was a comedian, an insult comedian, but not that famous. But what he did was he insulted the hell out of Frank Sinatra. And Sinatra, instead of going bananas over being insulted like that, he loved it. And actually, there was one show where I think uh, Rickles kissed him on the lips. Yes. Now, right? Mm-hmm. Now, pitching back to the Jets, okay? Jimmy Kimmel is a comedian, okay? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel insulted me about uh, my funny walk or what I do, okay? Uh, I, I think I could take it. I think most of us could take it. But there's one person who could not take it. That's Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers was a regular on this Pat McAfee show. And he's been a regular for four years, getting a million dollars each time he appears. So just out of curiosity, I wanted to see the Kimball uh, monologue. And some of it was pretty funny. For example, he talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers' college career. And he went to junior college, Rodgers did. And he actually got two A's. Why did he get two A's? Because he wrote his, his first name down. That's how he got his two A's. <laughs> right. yeah. it, it, was, it was funny, okay? So... Obviously, uh, he goes and pushes back on on the Pat McAfee show. So I watched the monologue, and then I first time ever watched the Pat McAfee show. Okay, what a stupid show! How could anybody involved with the team that I root for be involved with a show that's stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you answered your own question, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. You don't like McAfee. Show. You don't like okay. McAfee. Mac McAvoy, he used to be a punter. Okay, Wait, you don't like yeah. him. And he goes on every day. He goes on every Pat He goes on every day from uh, twelve to. Yeah. But yeah. you'll not see a, you'll not see a dumber show. <laughs> and he's on it, talking all kinds of trash. Talking about getting vaccinated, and not getting vaccinated. Doctor Fauci. And if you're a Jet fan, a fan of the team, you're so totally embarrassed. And there's no way, let's suppose Aaron Rodgers was never on the team and and Zach Wilson was just messing up the team like he has been. He'd be gone and automatically, I'm sure, somebody would have called uh, uh, Belichick or Harbaugh. The Jets would have gotten a coach finally. But now the Jets are still stuck with Salah. And Mm -hmm. uh, I do not predict any success for the Jets next year. And it's even more so after seeing this whole... uh, Pat McAfee and uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Jimmy Kimmel fiasco. All right, that's my Jets report. In other words, the Jets stink. 
Now, with the Yankees, <laughs> with, with the Yankees, there are rumors that uh, Marcus Stroman might be uh, asked to come to the team. Ooh. I have more problems with Marcus Stroman coming to the Yankees, but that's what the Yankees need to do. Right now, the Yankees need to be pissed off after screwing up last year's season. And if you want to have a Marcus Stroman, okay, put him on the rotation, maybe the fifth man on the rotation, as long as you get the Matt Snell or, or Cease or, or one of those other top-line pitchers. You have to go for broke. The Yankees have an opportunity with a great rotation, with great second line, and there's another relief pitcher they're trying to go for. This is what the Yankees need to do. And the other thing, of course, that the Yankees need to do is figure out how Giancarlo Stanton can regain his swing. But Stanton with his swing, with the lineup that they have, uh, I would love to get a Scherler back for third base, by the way. Uh, I like LeMayu, but he may be a little long in the tooth. But the Yankees have a damn good team. I like their catchers. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll end up. I have a hunch that they might, they might start between now and uh, the next couple of months, a little before the trade deadline, a little talk about Alonzo pivoting to the Yankees. That could be interesting also. So, uh, <laughs> right. That, that, you know, it's, it's in the back of my mind, in the periphery of my mind. But the Yankees going into this coming season should be pissed and I'm ready to watch it. And uh, it should be a very, very interesting season. Also, the Yankees have a very good chance because the rest of the American League East are not that good. So, uh, not not like the competition that uh, the Mets have or uh, or uh, yeah. those Dodgers will bar the, the heck out of me. So, it should be an interesting season. So, anyway, that's my report for today. Thank you. M- Milton has a story about the Yankees assistant hitting coach, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend just called me from Florida uh, who coached five world championships for the Bayside Yankees in the 90s. And James Rousen, R-O-U-S-E-N, the new hitting coach, played for him in the 90s. And um, he was a great football player. He comes from Mount Vernon. And an interesting thing is, I never knew this, his father, the new hitting coach, Rousen, was a great uh, football player, and his he grew up in Mount Vernon, and his father played baseball with Ken Singleton. Mm-hmm. Just wow. found that out today. But uh, my friend was such a great coach that in the 90s, um, he won five world titles, not just in the, you know, and the Olympics with the Bayside Yankees. And uh, he said, this is just a great kid, the, the great new hitting coach, it's just a, a wonderful person. He said he's one of the nicest people he ever met. And, um, you know, let's hope for the best, you know. He's the assistant hitting coach, right? I thought he he's the assistant. Yeah, they, I, sure I saw him? that paper. They have one and two assistants. They had in the I didn't paper know that. Day. I thought he was the main hitting coach. He maybe he is. <laughs> well, so yeah, I don't know. Other names I don't know. I never heard of them. <laughs> but, um, give him jobs. It was, it's interesting, you know, interesting that um, he once, my friend once played against Steve Avery in the Olympics mm-hmm. and he beat Steve, my, the the Bayside Yankees beat him one nothing, mm-hmm. you know, in the Olympics. So uh, just want to tell you that. Let me just get off this call. Uh, All right. I think Fred wants a comment. Yeah, yeah, Fred. Yeah. Michael, don't you have to be concerned with the starting pitching? 
I mean, we don't know. We don't know about Rondon. He's been injury prone. We don't know if he's another Ed Whitson or Sonny Gray, one of these guys who can't handle New York. Cortez is coming back from an injury. Hopefully, he'll be all right. They traded Michael King, who they're counting on. the The fifth starter, their fifth starter, is somebody is even one or two guys right now who's never pitched an inning in the major leagues. Right. So, I mean, there's big question marks in the starting rotation beyond Cole. You know who could look good, Fred? This uh, Luis Gill. Or Gill. Hill. He, he well, he, well, he's, he's another back. one they're going to have to monitor his innings because he – isn't he coming off Tommy John also? Right, right. Yeah, no, no I'm not saying right. that. Right. And, that, and that's why Marcus Stroman, he's a little bit of a fruitcake, you know, but he's an innings mm. eater, and he would be good mm. at five. But you got to get this Snell, and you got to get another one. And you're right, the pitching is, is tough, but uh, that's their job. It's time no. to S-H-I-T or get off the pot yeah. right I, now. I don't know. I, I just have questions about Snell, <laughs> if, he's a, if he's a New York kind of, you know, you hate to say, but a New York kind of guy. I don't know. Many batters. I, I mean, he's had I've two, you know, his two, his two Cy Young Awards, fine. But if you look beyond the Cy Young Awards, he's not that great. He walks a lot of batters. In the other years, right. Yeah. And he, and he, he doesn't give you a lot of innings. He doesn't give you a lot of innings. I mean, nobody gives innings. I, want, I, I wonder no, what, I mean, if he ever came serious. to the Yankees, what uniform number they give him? Because he wore number four as a pitcher. Oh, he's not wearing <laughs> that. In his career. He's not he getting, getting that number. <laughs> he's, not, he's not getting any single digit number. That's nope. right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Why don't, don't we move on? Up. Let's move on to, uh, to Joe. Mets Moments by Joe from New Jersey. And you are sponsored this week by Dirty Band-Aids. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the outside. It's so, okay. It's when it gets on the inside, you have a problem. Just, to, just an aside from the uh, the game that the the, uh, the Saints game earlier this week. I understand that you know Smith went over to the Saints coach really angry. But from, from what apparently happened. Um, is that Jameis Wilson, Winston, the quarterback, decided to make the play. He was going to – they were not going to do anything except, you know, down the ball and not score another touchdown. But, but Winston wanted his, uh, his uh, halfback to score a uh, touchdown this year. That set the whole thing off. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, so I'm going to give you something about that. how they respect the coach. Yeah. Think about You're that. right. So I'm going to give you a um, – a, uh, a predicted starting lineup for the Mets with one caveat. This comes from the rising apple and the writer is uh, Zachary Brotman. This is from January 4th and updated a day later. So Last week. from one to nine, Brandon Nimmo, uh, Francisco Lindor, Justin Turner batting third as the DH, Pete Alonso, <laughs> McNeil, Alvarez, Marte seventh, Beatty eighth, and Harrison Beta ninth. So subsequent to that, it's it's come out in the last couple of days that either speaking to Stearns directly or from, you know, people around him that he's not going to go for a high dollar value free agent this year. Which may leave Turner and or Martinez out of the loop, which and instead he may want to go for one of the players that he has now. That would be Vientos probably to be the D.H., so that lineup would change a little bit because I don't think they would put Vientos in the third hole. But not a bad lineup, but not a lineup that really scares you and not a lineup I think that exactly. will scare Atlanta or Philadelphia. 
As far mm-hmm. as the pitching goes, they've got Senga and a whole bunch of second-line starters, some of which who may mm-hmm. pan out and some of which may not. Right. They have McGill. They have the new guy that they just got. I'm sorry that I forgot his name. Hauser? Oh, well, Manea. Manea. Manea, whatever his name is. Yeah. Manea. McGill, who to me has potential, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And and David Peterson, who looked really good toward the end of last mm. year when he finally got some control back, but he won't be back for um, you know oh, at least two thirds, three fifths of the season. Yeah. So and Hauser from the Brewers. And yeah. and, so, and, and, and Quintana yeah, so, they got. Yeah. Quintana. No, they they have they have they have starters, but they only have the one front line starter. It is oh, right. as Michael said a few minutes ago. They need a second. You know, like the Yankees need Snell, the Mets need Snell as well, That's or somebody right. to, the equivalent right. to that. Exactly. Without that, I don't think they. I don't. I think they could play. They could be competitive. Maybe eighty-five wins tops. Right. Possibly the. Um, Possibly an outside chance at a wild card, but I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see it. I don't see them going really far this year. Let's see what happens. You're going to give Stearns this year to get it acclimated and try and get everything going. You know, all the things that were went by the wayside because the Wilpons had no money for the last decade and a half. So let's see what happens. I'll give them this year before <laughs> I start screaming. <laughs> That's Two it. months before f- spring training. No, one month. One month, yeah. One month. That's that's right. Right. One month. Yeah, yeah, Yankees reporting February 14th. Yeah, yeah, one month. So it's about a month. All right, Michael? Yeah, I just want to uh, mention, uh, maybe Joe would have a comment. There are two schools of thought with the way the Mets are working. Number one, all right, they try very hard for Yamamoto, but they do not look like they're really trying hard for all these top-notch players. And Mm -hmm. the school of thought is, is that Stern – Wants to uh, what's his name? The the, the general manager Stern. wants to have his own yeah. fingerprints on the team, and that's why the Mets aren't going crazy gung ho for all of these top notch players. And maybe in another year or two, then the Mets will be uh, top notch. Gerald, so that's what I that's what I've heard too. Possible. Yeah, so, that's that's pretty much what I've heard. I mean, yeah. anything anything is possible. They might change their mind at the last minute. If there's anybody left out there, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I don't see them. I don't see them really competing this year. But no other free agents are signing, so it's and soon they're no, all. No, I know there's people out there. There's there people out there, the, and they have to kind of scratch their butt for another month. Go ahead, there. Uh... I think there's one other top line pitcher left. Yeah, uh, Montgomery. 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 Yeah, Gerald. So, so last year, Joe. The Mets payroll was three hundred fifty million plus a hundred million dollar luxury. So it could be that um, uh, there's a strict budget in place. In addition, it could be that the Mets want to see the farm system bearing some fruit, and we're in a holding pattern for this year. That's what I believe. Yeah, I I think you're probably right. I think that that seems to be the uh, the considered opinion around. uh, Around what I read. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Fred, you yeah. wanted to add something? Yeah, just going to say there's a story came out the other day that, that their own that, that their budget for the rest of the free agent signings 10 million. Is, is, is ten million. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to get anybody for that. Right. I mean, and they, they, they one of the articles, the papers, they mentioned about three or four pitches who that you know who are down, I guess, in AAA who they who they're hopeful of um, who someday being successful, if not this year, maybe next year. 
Okay. Let's move on. Oh, we got Larry and then Milton. Larry, get Larry. I'll be the back Mets in a are, minute. The Mets are already going to be paying a hundred a hundred million dollars uh, luxury tax this year. So you right. know that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milton, just, um, yeah, just while I checked, Rousey is the new hitting coach okay. of the Yankees, and he had a great relationship with Aaron Judge. He helped them a lot in the minor leagues, and the terrific okay. re- between the two. But, All right, let's let's jump uh, Giants and go to. Washington and Virginia area, Mike's D.C. and surroundings report, and you're sponsored this week by Salty Peanuts. <laughs> well, good. Peanuts, not like penises, peanuts. That's good. <laughs> good to hear. Um, okay, well, uh, I think it was Roger already announced that uh, Rivera is uh, has been canned by Harris, the new owner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, Rivera was both the uh, coach and the general manager, or I don't think he had that title, but he was in, he was in charge of personnel selection for the team. They had a guy named Martin Mayhew, who I think had the title of general manager. I don't know what's happened to him. I haven't read in the paper anything one way or the other, but the owner has made it clear that he's bringing in a new general manager and a new coach. And he was asked, well, are you going to get the general manager first so that the general manager can pick the coach? And he said, that would be preferable. That's what I'd like to do. But uh, sometimes you have to take advantage of opportunities as they arise. So he didn't he didn't guarantee that he would go that direction, although he made it plain that there will be two separate people. You know, uh, we were saying Belichick was both, <clears throat> uh, selected both, or did, did both the coaching and the selection. And so did uh, Rivera here. And it solves a problem when you do that. It seems like sometimes it's just a, a power grab by the coach. He wants to be in charge of personnel too, but it solves the problem of a kind of a tension between those two uh, positions within the national football team league, the national football team, because the general manager is generally trying to win over time, right? He wants to win now, but he also wants to win in the future, and he will uh, keep an eye on the draft with that respect, and he will make trades that will uh, bear that in mind. Whereas the coach generally wants to win right now and he's happy to give up draft choices to get good players right now and so there is a tension and uh when edward bennett williams was running the washington redskins in those days he had bobby bethard as the personnel guy and he had joe gibbs and they they were at odds they fought each other but williams just decided that the way this will go is sometimes i'll side with gibbs and sometimes i'll side with bethard uh because they both have a good point of view it's just that those things have to be reconciled and they're that's how we're going to handle it so some teams have tried to uh, get out of that with having a single person do both but generally speaking i think the feeling here is that it those are both full-time jobs and it's just too much for one person so okay uh somebody asked uh, harris whether uh that he is willing to change the name of this team, which I think they should. And the reason I think they should is because when you say the word commanders, what what image comes to your mind? I mean, Washington commanders, what, what does that stand for? <laughs> and so it's a little hard. They don't really have a, <clears throat> a mascot that makes any sense. I personally would favor some form of the word wolf or wolves. Uh, so it would be uh, alliterative, but uh, we'll see when the time comes. What, what was his answer? His answer was that uh, uh, not now, 
that we have higher priorities at the present time. Uh, this getting the front office and the coaching staff into uh, the kind of shape we think it should be in and making sure the culture is what we want it. And we'll get around to that question, but not now. That was his answer. All right, well, now we come to the question of the Wizards. So the Wizards record uh, is now six wins and 31 defeats on the season, which you can see is not exemplary. And you may ask the question, why is this? What is wrong with this team? <laughs> well, there are 30 teams in the NBA, right? So the Wizards are, are averaging giving up 126 points per game. And in the rankings uh, among defenses in the NBA, that is number 30 out of 30. Oh, so then the, the field the goal percentage against the Possibly. Wizards is right now running at 50.3% on the season. And that ranks <laughs> number 30 out of 30 NBA teams. Now, on boards, the, the Wizards are averaging 39.6 rebounds per game, and that ranks number 30 <laughs> out of 30. So that's that's an explanation. Uh, they aren't bad on the scoring side. The team really, they just love to run and shoot. There's guys on that team who live for that. And they are 17th in the league in scoring. They're somewhere around 116 or something like that. <clears throat> so it isn't that they can't put the ball in the bucket. It's that they can't keep the other guys from putting the ball in the bucket, even more than they put the ball in the bucket. And that's my analysis for this week. All right, thank you. You think Rivera is going to be picked up by someone else, or no? I I predict he not this year at least. No, no, no. So very surprising work. Okay. Anybody want to comment on the uh, DC report? All right, we move on. All right, Fred, New York Giants report sponsored well, this week by Rotary Phones. Rotary Phones. <laughs> Did you guys, you guys phones. see what I put all on the Facebook phone yesterday? Then you guys. Facebook friends with me. I put up. We saw a uh, a payphone in one of the diners the other day. I took uh, a picture. I put it on Facebook. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, as as Roger alluded to, there's a little bit of turmoil in Giant Land. Yeah. With firing oh. of firing and or leaving of various coaches, special uh, special teams coordinator, offensive line coach, two Wink. defensive assistants, and Wink Martindale, and the Giants coming to agreement that the that that he's he'll be he'll no longer be there and he can go on to another team, and uh, let me see who else. That's a bit. That's about it. You know. You know. It's 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 interesting how when head coaches survive, but there's always like the the um the assistant coaches take the uh the coordinators take the fall. And just as I'm not a giant thing. I read the other day, like in Jacksonville, they fired nine assistants, but the head coach is still there. Yeah. Giants have a lot of, lot, you know, a lot to think about in this offseason besides filling those coaching slots. They have the sixth pick in the draft. My personal thought is they need to get a stud offensive lineman with oh, the first round. And there's one of two guys. One guy, his name escapes me. Well, both names escapes me. One guy, one guy's from Penn State. One guy's from Notre Dame. Uh, um, the guy from Notre Dame's father played in the NFL, so maybe he's got some good some good bloodlines. His last name is Alt. His father was John Alt, an offensive lineman. And then 
course, the quarterback situation is in flux. We don't know if they've, if um, Daniel Jones is going to be ready for training camp, you know, or the start of the season. And I don't know if, if Tommy DeVito is, is, is capable of being a first string quarterback. They need, they have to decide whether if there's an available quarterback in the draft to go that way or try to find a veteran quarterback. I mean, they locked in Jones's contract is only for one, you know, you know he's, he's got three more years, but they can um, get out of it after next year. And they got to see, I don't really know. I mean, it was, it was nice seeing them throw the ball down the field the last couple of weeks with Tyree Taylor. I don't know if, I don't know why I didn't, you know, if Jones isn't capable of that, but they didn't seem to, Seemed to do that a lot when they, when Daniel Jones was the quarterback. And they have to decide what to do about Saquon Barkley. Did they, right. they get him back? Try to negotiate a long term contract. Did they put um put him on that? What do they call it? The franchise tag again or what? Same thing with um, McKinney, the safety, who's him and Bobby O'Karaki, the only two guys in the NFL who played every snap. And McKinney's con- McKinney's contract is up. They, they're going to negotiate contract for a safety for him, put the franchise tag. There's a lot of turmoil. I mean, I am personally glad they did beat the Eagles the last game. Just like, you yeah, know, I, I, I think it was just good. It was just good to get the win. And I'm always of the belief you, 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 you play to win the game and you don't worry about tanking for draft drafting because you, you never know what these guys like, like, I mean, like the Carol, look at the, the mistakes that, Looks like Carolina Panthers may have made with trading away the, this year's first round pick to get um, Young, the quarterback. All right, I know it's only his first year, so he still might develop. But th- there's a lot of cases where you get the first or second round, uh, first or second pick, and it doesn't come out. Like Jamarcus Russell for one, and a few others. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Roger, but I know that's my me. Uh, yeah, but so we'll have to see. It's going to be a very interesting off season for the Giants. Mm-hmm. And who will be the defensive coordinator? Let's talk if maybe maybe Antonio Pierce, if he doesn't get the, the Raiders job, will be interested in that job of bringing back Pat Rain. You know, we'll have to see what, what turns out in the offseason for them. That's All it. Right. Thank you. Uh, Joe got a comment. Yeah, Fred, it's uh, Tyrod Taylor is definitely not coming back. Well, they gave him a very big contract. Two year, I think two years at for 23 million. So he's a free agent and I don't know what kind of money he's going to want. And I don't know if they want to bring him back at that, at that money. Right. So it's not definite. I mean, not definite. They could resign mm-hmm. him, but it's it just seems right. like they don't have any, have an interest in doing it. I don't understand. He looked really good. Yeah, yeah he did. He, he did. I mean, I mean he, had, he threw two beautiful long balls. The second right. one was called I, back I, on, I, on an interception, but he looked good. I was thinking the same thing. Why not bring the guy back? This is but this everything. is a team. This is a team that couldn't throw anything in the beginning of the season. Couldn't do a thing. Right, I know. He, here, of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're, they're making sixty-yard passes, forty yeah. throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. I said, I said, where is where was this offense all year? I know. You know, yeah. I mean, so, so I don't I'm know just if, they, if, they, if, if they if they want to resign him. I, I don't. You know, all the signs indicate that they don't. I know. Reason. I know. So I, right. I don't know. Just don't know, but they want plans right. off. Yeah. Anybody else want to comment? Before we, uh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, just that uh, the point you made about uh, you get the first or second draft choice, and you yeah. you want to get a quarterback for your team, and 
<laughs> who knows what will happen? It can go in either direction. But the the Washington Commanders will have the second choice right. in the upcoming draft, and they will be drafting a quarterback, I believe, unless they were to make some kind of a trade that nobody anticipates. They've given and, up on Sam Howell. I I think mm -hmm. they probably pretty much decided he's a backup level quarterback in the in the NFL. I think they would probably like to get the guy from USC. Looks to me like maybe the number one, but I haven't seen the guy from North Carolina. I have seen the guy from USC and he, he's very impressive. Also, the commanders have their own second and third and they have a second uh, from uh, the, the Bears and mm -hmm. a third from the 49ers. Those will be lower draft choices, but their draft choices in the second and third rounds will be high. So mm -hmm. if they select, if they have somebody that knows what he's doing in personnel, uh, they will they will make a move this this coming year. That yeah. quarterback from North Carolina, what's his name? May May Derek yeah. May. Derek yeah. May. He's a, he's a high draft. Yeah, guy. I saw him yes. one. I saw him very early in the season. He played the first game of the year against South Carolina. Yeah. He looked good, but you know he he, he can never tell. Never can tell. You never know. About the New York Jets' high draft choices, Stam Darnold and Zach Wilson. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Did they All trade? Right. Matter of fact, didn't, didn't the Jets trade up to get Dono? The Colts, I think they made the, made a trade. They were so high on him. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Let us move on. A couple of other football notes we been alluding to uh, Nick Saban, right. Alabama coach, stepping down oh, yeah. after 17 years, seven titles. He had six with the Crimson Tide, one with LSU, and 28 seasons as a head football coach in college, uh, two, 297 wins, 71 losses and one tie. He, I believe one year he was the Miami Dolphin coach. Was that true? Two years. Two years. Two years. He had, I was reading today in the paper, he said he had a losing record. He was 15 and 17 in those two years. Sometimes college coaches can't. I think right, I coaches. think right before he coached LSU, he was the Dolphins coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks like that uh, Derek Henry has played his last game. As I don't know if you guys saw this at the end of that game, yeah. which they won. they won that game. They won. They they, they, they knocked, they knocked Jacksonville out. They knocked Jacksonville out. Jackson out of the he play. grabbed the microphone to talk to the crowd, yeah. saying, "Thank you for all my years here." <laughs> I guess that's someone who's on his way at the door, right? <laughs> one would Did say that. I like it. Sounds yeah. like it to me too. All right, the playoffs. Okay, the 49ers uh, and the Ravens have the buys, mm -hmm. which is good. So Saturday at 4.30, we have to wait till 4.30 for the first game, I believe. Uh, the Browns and the Texans. Right. Yeah, what do you guys think? Cleveland. Browns. You think Cleveland? Yeah, but at yep. Texas. All right, Cleveland. At Houston. Yep. Uh, that can go either way. I can see that going either way. Uh, then on Peacock. <laughs> Eight o'clock at night, the <laughs> Dolphins and the Chiefs. A great, great game. And you gotta have no Peacock. And I'll, I'll say what I said before and before we start the show. If you don't have Peacock, the game is on an NFL network at three in the morning. You can DVR it and watch it the next day. Well, you can buy Peacock, it for sure. you can buy Peacock and then 
Take it off the next day. Whatever, whatever you want. Right. Whatever you want. And it's the return of Tyreek Hill. Right? right. Playing against his old team, which which that's yeah. the that's the the uh, the advertisement right there. Right. Sunday you have the uh, Steelers and the Bills. The Steelers are playing mm -hmm. over their head. This is my opinion. I don't understand. They're playing in. They're playing in in Buffalo. Yeah, the game's one o'clock. Kansas City should win too. Buffalo, Miami. The Packers and Cowboys. How about this one? The return of the uh, the former Packer coach Mike McCarthy. Right. Uh, the Cowboys should win that game. The game is in in Dallas, wherever they play, and that's at four thirty on Sunday. Then they have an eight o'clock game. The Rams and the Lions, and the very matchup, interesting game. The yeah. interest, the quarterbacks who were traded for, traded for each a couple other. of yeah. years ago, yeah. they're not right. playing against each other. So there's a lot of storylines. Yeah, there is these playoff games, and then on Monday they have the Eagles and at, at Tampa Bay. Oh, do I hope that Eagles lose again? Yeah, <laughs> I hate the Eagles. I really do. But here's a little question. I think I, I mentioned this question. Out of all the logos in the NFL. Who's the only logo that's facing left? It's the, I don't know. It's the Eagles, Eagles, right? Every other Eagles. logo faces either straight. That's why I, that's why I love the, right. the Giants beat the Eagles. Well, Cowboys just a star, I thought. By the way, by the way, you know, last week was a great weekend for New York versus Philadelphia sports. Knicks beat Knicks the Eagles Friday. St. John's beat Philadelphia, and the Giants beat the oh. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. and the Knicks beat Philadelphia. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I guess you guys heard that there was a fire in Tyreek Hill's house. No. You guys hear right. that story? Yeah. There was a fire in his home in Florida. Uh, he's okay. He wasn't even there. I think he was practicing something. But they said a child in a bedroom mm. playing with matches. Mm. Of course, a big fire. Uh, no names, no ages were announced uh, when the fire broke up. I think there's more to the story than they're telling us, but Could be. That, was, that was that. Uh, what else do we have? The draft order we, we talked about, the Bears, the Commanders, the Patriots, the Cards, and the Chargers, one to five. And be very interesting lead up to these um, these draft picks. Yeah. Go ahead there, Joe. Yeah, so, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say I heard that the um, weather's going to be insanely cold in um... – in Kansas City. Yes, yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. They, they used yeah, to. Like, the Steelers yeah. and the Bills, they both used to call weather, too. Yeah, Gerald, I meant you. Yeah. So I did a little research. The cost of Peacock is five ninety nine a month. I know it's a pain in the neck, but I'm wondering, could I join Peacock and then cancel and bid down no, six? No, you got to pay a month, Jerry. You lose, you lose, you lose the five dollars. Yeah, it was five month. bucks. That's okay. like $5. Everyone's doing it. But just as a matter of principle, I wouldn't do it. All right. Yeah. I'm doing what Fred said. I'm going to do what I said. Tape it at 3 yeah. three o'clock in the morning and watch the next day. Same That's thing. All. Did you guys watch the college football championship? I thought yes. that was, uh, was happy. Yes. Michigan won. Exciting first half. Yeah. Second half was all basically yeah. Michigan, their first championship. Since '97, uh, I had a talk with a a woman today. Every Thursday, before our show, I go to a place and I get you know what acai is. Yeah, frozen acai. No, 
Well, it's, it's like a berry a, or something. It's berries right? and it has peanuts, oh, oh, it has granola, strawberries, bananas. Oh, I get a big good. one. Sounds I go there every Thursday morning. Sounds good. I pick this up, and after the show, I'm gonna <laughs> have it. That's my dinner every Thursday. Creature one. So I go, to, I go today, and I've been seeing the same woman every Thursday. And uh, hi, hi, That's hi. Michelle, bye, bye. And she says, <laughs> she, says uh, she says to me, I, I, know, I know you're doing your show today, because we've talked about this show. And I, she says, you know, I won $1,000 picking uh, Michigan. <laughs> I didn't know she was into sports. And <laughs> well. So we sat for 15 minutes talking about college football. Never knew that. Never knew that. Um, let's see what else we have. So this guy, uh, Blake Corum, yeah, who was the running back for uh, Michigan, um, looks very good, but he looks like a little short. He looks small. What do you think about him? You saw the game? Good speed. Good speed. speed. Yeah. The other the other guy had the had had the two big runs, Donovan Edwards. Yeah, they they both um. They're both. They both got MVPs in the game. They both rushed over 100 yards. The first time uh, ever in a championship game, they had two runners over 100 yards. So what now for Jim Harbaugh? Jets. <laughs> they, they said maybe charges. But wouldn't it, be great, not, wouldn't it be great if the Ravens win the Super Bowl? John Harbaugh. Right. He just won the college champion. The two brothers winning the same year. Wouldn't that be very interesting? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Possible. It's yeah. there. It's there for them. Super Bowl. I think so. I don't remember that. He uh, lost one of the Super Bowls when he was coach of the uh, San Francisco. Right. He lost to right. To Baltimore. Right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah that was Jim. Yeah, that was. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, college Hall of Fame. These are guys who, I guess, after all these years, they decided to put them in the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you their names. You tell me the college they played for. It was very mm -hmm. interesting. I forgot a lot of this. Where did Randy Moss play? Marshall. Oh, you can't play, Fred. You just <laughs> don't go for the bathroom. Larry Fitzgerald. Don't say it. Where Larry Fitzgerald? Anybody? Pitt. Pitt. Very good. Uh, where did Warwick Dunn go to? Uh, want me to tell you? Well, let the, let the panel have a first crack. All right. <laughs> All right who, Fred, who? Florida State. All right. Toby Gerhardt. Stanford. Good. Julius Peppers. Iowa State? No. North Carolina? Right. North Carolina. Who said that? North Carolina. North Carolina. Very good. And Danny Woodhead. Who? Danny Woodhead. Played Danny for the Jets Woodhead. He's, in, he's going in the Hall of Fame? He's going into College, college, college Hall, Hall of, of Fame. fame. <laughs> and he went to a school. Fred, you know the school? I, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a I've small school in school. Nebraska. I forget the name. Chadron Lincoln? State. Chadron State. State. Nebraska. Ooh, Chadron State. Hey, the, Who the hell? Crew. Where is Chadron? <laughs> It's in Nebraska. Who goes? I guess in the cornfields. <laughs> I, I don't know. There was a uh, uh, a quarterback for UNLV this year. His name is Jaden 
Maiva. <laughs> he committed to Georgia, but he's changing his decision. He's going to USC. With Caleb Williams leaving at Georgia, Carson Carson Beck is coming back. So he wouldn't be the starter. So he thought about it and he changed his commitment. He's going to USC. He, he threw sixth, but at USC, because Caleb Williams decided, like a lot of these players, I'm not playing in the bowl game. I yeah. want to risk getting hurt. So supposedly, Caleb Williams backup at USC, his name is Miller Moss, M-O-S-S. I don't know what what year he is. He filled in for Kayla Williams at the Holiday Bowl. He threw six touchdown passes and threw for 372 yards. So I wow. wonder if he is gone also for this uh, Maiba to go there. Okay. Roger has his hand up. Roger, what's up? Yeah, Mark, I, I, I know a lot of these guys opted not to play in the bowl games, which I thought normally is like a good showcase for your talent and stuff like that. I'm, you know, I mean, it's hmm. – I, I, I didn't get that totally. I think they're going to change the rule. Yeah. I think this over over the – now the football's done for the colleges. Uh, they're going to change the rule saying you can't commit or you can't, I don't know, can't back out unless you're injured. I, I don't know. There has to be some way. See, it, it goes back, Roger, because a lot of these, most of these guys have been scouted already. Yeah. yeah. And they don't think there was a guy a couple of years ago. I saw Notre Dame. He played for the Giants last year. His linebacker, his name was Smith. And he tore up his knee or his ankle in a bowl game. And he, he was drafted like he was supposed to be a first-round pick. And he didn't get drafted to because of that, the second or third round. I think it scares off a lot of people that, you know, why why do I need to play? But but some sure. of it, you're right, is a farce. I mean, Florida State losing 63-3, to three, they had like 30 guys decided not to play. Yeah, they were undefeated. I mean, I understood they were upset not playing in the championship game, yeah. but yeah. Was, that was and, and how much money goes to the colleges for these games, all those sponsors? Right. Right. You knew beforehand none of these guys were going to play. I mean, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mike has a comment. Yeah. Um, we don't have Howie, I guess. Uh, so we don't have a West Coast report. But I would like to make a kind of buttress a point that others have made, which is that uh, pitching, starting pitching is suddenly getting enormous premiums. So the Giants made it, San Francisco Giants made a trade with Seattle, which they sent Max Hanager oh, yeah. back to Seattle right. to get. Robbie Ray. Well, Robbie oh, Ray at one time, yeah, he won a side young. He was a pretty good pitcher, had yeah. good fastball, all that kind of stuff. Robbie Sweet. Ray had Tommy John surgery this past season. They don't expect him back till after the All-Star game this coming year. And it's a two-year contract in which he has an opt-out <laughs> after the first year. So it seems unlikely to me that he'll exercise it. And he's getting somewhere in the 12 to 15 million a year range Mm -hmm. per year for two years. I mean, it's incredible to me. Amazing. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. um, uh, uh, Roger, do you have any uh, baseball report? Yeah, just brief, just brief, Mark. A little briefly, because when it's the basketball and hockey. And Mike mentioned the key one there with the Hanniger for a Ray trade. You're right. That was you're right. I was like, oh wow, that's a good pickup for the Giants. But you're right. He had Tommy John surgery. And at the earliest he's coming back after the all-star game. So right. And how, right. how effective will he be? Most of these guys it takes a little while to get back that in their groove, you know. Yeah, They're right. not sharp right away. They don't like 
24. Where they left off kind of thing. So More of a deferred game, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Houston had a, a big retirement. I feel that Michael Brantley decided to retire. Yeah. Uh, 15 oh. years, five-time All-Stars. It's always a really – not a home-run hitting guy, but a consistent Good player. 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 Yeah, seemed to get hurt a lot, though, but um, – Championship with Houston in 2022. He was on the 2016 Indians, now Guardians. Even though they didn't win, they did get to the World Series that year. 298 lifetime average. Um, only 129 home runs. You know, for an outfielder, that's that's not a lot. Yeah. Um, 720 ribbies and almost less than 1500 games. Um, and the last two years, he only played a total of 79 games. So I guess he he figured it was about time. He's 36 years old. So. Uh, uh, that was noteworthy, uh, right? The trade with the Mariners and the and the Giants. A um, couple little things here. Oh, the Cubs picked up uh, that left-handed Shota Imanaga, guy from Japan. Yeah, yeah the Mets were trying to get him. Yeah, yeah four years, fifty-three million. Apparently, there are some option years on that. After twenty twenty-five, twenty twenty-six, they can the Cubs can extend it uh, to five years, and then the total of the deal will be eighty million. Apparently. Um, I think that was really the main stuff. Everything else was kind of yeah. small prospect, you know, kind of stuff like the yeah. Dodgers and Cubs were trading prospects and stuff. Yeah. Um, Marlins also something. The Marlins uh, hired that woman. Yes. Oh, the director of player yeah. development, Rachel mm-hmm. Alkovic. Alkovic, yeah. right. Director that, that's of player very interesting. development. Yeah. 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 Joe, you'll add. Yeah, there. Roger, the the Dodgers signed uh, Teoscar Hernandez, I believe. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, right. They, More they, they, money. Good player. Good money, money. One year, 23 and a half million. We still have more money. I would like to have seen the Mets get him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play him. They'll play him. Yeah, that, yeah, 26 homers, 93 ribbons. Yes, yeah. That's right. That's right. Played in 160 games. Why not? Hernandez, Why not? Hernandez, Bader, Hernandez, Bader. You know? Larry, Larry would like they deferred eight and a half million of that salary too. <laughs> They're changing the uh, the uh, this year the trading deadline is going to be July thirtieth, not the thirty first. Somehow they said they like Tuesday. They said they like Tuesdays. I don't understand that. I saw that. They didn't say why though, right? They like Tuesdays. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Let it be. And Juan DeFranco could uh, go home to his house. They took it. He was released from prison, but he still has that uh, that case of him having relations supposedly with a fourteen year old. But they said that the the girl the girl's mother is still on for for money laundering. Something going on there under the yeah. Table. There's some kind of uh, it's not all kind of fishy. All right. What's out? Any basketball? We have basketball. Yeah, basketball. basketball. Keep it brief. Bas- basketball. Living in the moment. And Knicks are five and zero since this trade. Playing great. They play Dallas tonight. Cool. I don't know if, if Luka Doncic is not playing tonight. I don't. Hopefully. Next. And if you remember last last year in Dallas, yes, I do. He scored sixty <laughs> points. And Man. Joe, you remember that game well? Yes, I do. And, and Saturday, the Knicks move on to play Memphis. And John Morant is out for the season. Marcus Smart's uh, out for six for six yeah. weeks. So the, they're seeing teams who are missing key players. And Halliburton. Five and over. And, yeah. and a lot of us, myself included, didn't like the trade at first. But now it seems like they, they're they're, in, they're in a, a new team, a great team with a, yeah. the way it is. And uh, let's let's move forward, man. Let's maybe let's, let's catch Philadelphia. And on on the college front, St. John's is twelve and four, <clears> playing. Well, they they won a gritty game last night where they almost gave it away. But those are the kind of games where you need to you need to win. Where sometimes you don't play your best and and you win. 
And there's a lot of things happening in the college front. Hopefully, St. John's will make it to the NCAA tournament this year and be successful in the Big East. That's my report. All right, good. And the I, Nets I, lost the fleet. Nets lost their game in Paris today. They lost by a nine. Uh, no, one eleven for one oh two. I see here. Yeah, they came back at the end and made it a little bit closer. Down by like I, I, I meant to bring this up earlier. I totally forget Roger because I asked Roger to do a little um, remembering of Franz Beck and Beck and Hour. Beck and Hour. Beck and Hour. Yeah, there, buddy. Yeah, uh, I actually did get a chance to see him. Uh, when he was with the Cosmos, and uh, oh. yeah, this was a real, real great guy to watch. I mean, he won a World Cup as a player and a coach. I have a trivia question about that later, which when we get the trivia, I'll throw in something about that. Okay. Um, former Bayern Munich great, and he was known as the Kaiser or the Emperor. That was his nickname. Um, he captained when it was West Germany in '74 um, to the World Cup, and uh, he was the coach of Germany, West Germany, when they won it in 1990. Uh, which was, you know, noteworthy just after the fall of the Berlin Wall. So you had a lot of reuni reunification mm -hmm. stuff going on there. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> and it was also instrumental in getting Germany to host the 2006 World Cup, which you know, <clears throat> came out of that, of alleged allegations of bribery and things like that, which kind of tainted his legacy a little bit. But um, he was born on September 11, 1945, just months oh, after Germany surrendered in World War II. Uh, interesting, he studied to become an insurance salesman, but he signed his first pro contract with uh, Bayern when he was 18 years old. Uh, he's son of a post official from a working class area uh, in, in uh, Giesing, which is uh, near Munich. Um, I'll be done in just about 10 minutes. And really, I mean, to, to watch him play, I mean, he, he's one of those guys, he always had like the vision. You could see like the whole field and what was good, what was developing. Um, they, they called it the libero. When I played soccer, to me, it was almost like a uh, like a halfback, a center halfback who kind of could wander both ends of the field, you know, kind of help out the defense and fill in on the offense when there were opportunities to score. I mean, very, very fluid, very much in command. He always knew, you know, what kind of pass, whether he was flicking it or, you know, it really took command of the ball. You weren't going to strip the ball from him very often. Really, a, well, I'm a sweeper. A sweeper. No, but sweeper is really more for defense, Mark. You're kind of yeah. in front of the goalie. This was a little farther up. But, yeah, he could do that, too. I mean, he was yeah. really great, great instincts, I guess, is the best way. And this was a role that really didn't exist much prior or after. You don't really see this role much anymore. Um, like I said, elegant, cool player with vision. He won three successive European Cups with Bayern, 74 to 76. He left Bayern in uh, 77 to go play for the Cosmos. And it was just interesting, the thing that made him decide to go um, they had they took him on a helicopter trip from the top of the what was then the Pan Am building, oh, right. giant stadium at the time. And I guess he was impressed by that. I guess in Europe they didn't really have these things with luxury boxes and everything. So that apparently uh, impressed him very much. Uh, that little Pan Am trip there, and he uh, you know he recalled also times he went with Pelé and Carlos Alberto the Studio Fifty Four. So uh, obviously <laughs> other, other things were going on after the games too. It sounds like. Yeah. But, but um, a real, real classic, real great player to watch. I mean, I was a lot glad. To, I mean, I, again, at the end of his career, but got a chance to see him. And me, my dad didn't want me and my brothers playing football. We played soccer. And this was, you know, you got a chance to see Pelé and Beckenbauer and Canalia and all these guys. It was, it was exciting to watch. Right. And still the stands pretty well up at, uh, at Giant Stadium at the two. Sometimes I think they were out drawing the Yankees for a while, too. I went. I went. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good, uh, Joe. 
Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, you were alluding to the Dodgers deferring all that money. Well, apparently the new, I think the new treasurer in California is very much against it because <laughs> leaving a lot of money on the table. So he's going to try and uh, pass through a law that's not going to allow that anymore, at least in California, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. And the second thing is you, uh, Fred, alluded to some of the injuries in basketball. Moran, possibly mm -hmm. the most exciting player in the game, mm -hmm. very close to it. Marcus Smart, a very smart player. and. Uh, and maybe the saddest of all at this point is this guy, Therese Halliburton, who, you know, broke out this year and is having a career year and points and assists for Indiana and changed the whole team around. He's out now with a, a pretty bad sprain. Yeah. It's too bad. It's a shame. You know, it's an exciting league. It's a player's league. And, right. you know, whether you think her Morant is a head case or not, he's an exciting player. He's out for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else have anything else to add about anything in the sports world? <laughs> I'm done. Oh, done. My mouth is dry. Yeah. Let me go to trivia questions, Michael, and uh, we'll go from there, okay? So All who right. has a question to stump the panel? we got about stump 10 minutes. Trumps. All right, Michael, go ahead. All right, let me give my trivia question, and I'll tell you my little tidbit. Give me the year that a New York team hosted the championship in baseball and the first year in baseball and basketball, the first time that ever happened. And who were the teams? 69. Fifty-one championships and the Yankees. All right, Fred, go ahead. Fred's right. right. You're close. It was fifty-one. 51. What were the teams? That would be the CCNY and uh, the Giants. No, 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 no. Uh, professional, professional. Um, oh. I guess the Knicks and the Giants. The Knicks and yeah. the Knicks, Knicks didn't win until Knicks. seventy sixty-nine. Yeah. No, they didn't win, right. but they played. The oh. Knicks they played. Okay. Oh, the Knicks lost the final. My time. They played the Rochester Royals. They lost, and the Yankees played the Dodgers. The Dodgers. And my the other tidbit was uh, no, fifty-one. The, uh, the Yankees the, played the Giants. Right. The Yankees played the Giants. Fifty-one. The, uh, the Phillies. New York Giants. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and the Yankees and the uh, Knicks played Who the Royals. Bluff? The Rochester Royals. But right. the thing I want to say is the uh, the female uh, minor league baseball manager uh, left the Yankees and is going to be a manager after. Yeah. No, play a development. We talked about yeah. that. Must have missed it. All right, uh, Fred. What was Bud Harrelson's real real first name? Daryl. Daryl. Right. Daryl. Daryl. Stu had it right. Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Daryl? Not Daryl. name is Daryl? Oh, no. Daryl McKin McKinley Harrelson. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly, Fred. Right. Buddy. Yeah. buddy. Uh, you got one there, uh, Gerald? No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You look like you're having convulsions. Uh, <laughs> who else? Uh, Fred again. All right. What what Jet player had a hit on uh, Drew Bledsoe that, that knocked him out of the game and paved the way for um, oh. Tom Brady to be the quarterback? Wow. What, Martin? Don't remember. No idea. What, Vito Colleone. No, no, no. I don't remember. 
Who is it? You want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Mo oh. Lewis. Right. Name the only Ivy League school to be named after a town it's in. Princeton. 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 Easy one. Mike, you have one? Yeah. Yeah. In basketball, there is a they number the plays or the positions. One, two, three, four, five. What is a three? (laughs) How forward? No. Point guard. Small forward. Shooting guard. Shooting That's forward. correct. Shooting guard. No, no, it's not no, correct. No, it's not right. No. I don't know. <laughs> no, one Small is the point forward. guard, two is the shooting guard. Right. Four is the power forward. Right. Five three and center. five left. What Small is the three? Small forward. Small forward. Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams now Small play forward positions in basketball. Five is the center. Well. My other Mike has a question. Okay. Who is the only sportscaster who currently does play-by-play of all four major professional sports in the United States and Canada? Albert. Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who I, recommend, I recommend his book. It's a great book. I'm reading his book, Fred. Yeah. I'm reading it. Good. I, I'm, pre- I'm prejudiced because my son did the fact-checking on that book. It's a great book. Oh. So every, got, every fact is right. Can I ask Fred a question, though, maybe to ask his son? Because I read the, I'm, I'm reading yeah. the book, and they mentioned that the Albert family were living in the city, and yeah. they move out to Long Island uh, someplace. I'll, I'll have Larry. I'll have Larry ask him. He he sees Kenny Albert a lot at the at oh, Madison really? Square Garden. So I'll I'll have I'll have him ask him next time he sees uh, Fred, him. About the here's the question: thing. From the time they were living in the city and the time they lived out in Long Island, there had to have been a stretch of time that they lived in detail. It was Marvin yeah. and Bettina. Of course, the game that Pete Sinkowski hit his, uh, his uh, goal uh, overtime. In the third overtime, we were uh, Marv Albert was going, please, I'm going to be home soon, be home yeah. soon. And they were living in deep down. Yeah. I was, in, I was, and, I saw that game on closed circuit TV at the Felt Forum. Wow. Well, that, yeah. I'll, I'll, have La- I'll have Larry ask him next time he sees him. <laughs> right, a few more I questions. And I don't in 2023, Corbin Carroll. Uh, of the uh, D-backs was the fourth National League rookie to hit 20-plus home runs and four, at 40-plus, oh, my God, I don't know what the fuck Stolen bases, I think that's what it was, in their rookie year. Who was the first one? 20 homers, 40 stolen bases, rookie year. Initials TA. Former Met. PA. Now dead. PA. Tommy Aging. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. Tommy Aging. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speed. Wasn't the White Sox? White Sox. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. We, we got to go. Roger. Right. <laughs> a little more soccer question. So, uh, yeah. three, three people were, won a World Cup as a player and a coach. Obviously, Beckenbauer was one. I'll give you the countries. One was from Brazil, and uh, who just passed actually a couple of days before Beckenbauer, and the other third one is from France, who's actually still alive, and just stepped. I think he just stepped down recently from the, the national team. I read the obituary, but I can't remember the guy's name from Brazil. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. No, no, yeah, the guy. The guy we talked about, Mario Zagallo. Oh, he never. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I have him in my notes. Uh, yeah. Okay. We never got to it. Guy got two days it. before Beckenbauer. Yeah. Now the guy's from France. Good, Mike. What do you think? No? Charles de Gaulle. We don't know. Who was it? Didier Deschamps was the third one, Mark, from France. Never, never heard of him. Never oh. heard of him. I know you're a big soccer fan, Mark. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, Mike. All right. New York Rangers, all-time power play goals. Number six is Zabanajad. Five is Graves. Four is Kreider. Three is Leach. Two is Roger Bear. Who is the all-time power, power play goal for the New York Rangers? Camille Henry. You saw you were watching that game, right? <laughs> no, I saw, I saw it written somewhere. Very good, Mark. Camille Henry. I have, let's do one more question and call it a day. Anybody? I got one here. Let's see. I have another question. Let's see. Name. Let's see. There were three cities that have only one major league team and one NFL team. Now, now we three cities have one major league team and one NFL team. Jacksonville, Miami, Miami, no, Jacksonville, Miami's one, the and the Dolphins. That's what I thought. Miami, Atlanta, Major no. League team, baseball. We're talking about. And one National Football League team. And, and no basketball, oh, and no hockey team. No basketball, no hockey race. Oh, oh, oh. One. Oh, oh, okay. No hockey. Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore is one. Seattle? No. No? no. Baseball and football, right? But they have the hockey, too, now. Oh, the Kraken, right? Forgot about the Kraken. Mm. Cleveland? No. Nashville? No. No baseball team. No baseball. Yeah, right. Seattle. No, Seattle is a hockey team. Right, Pittsburgh. Right. No, they have nope, the Penguins. Nope, nope, nope. One baseball. One football. Time is up. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. All right. Nice That's two. One more. <clears throat> Kansas City. Ah. Uh, Royals. Yeah, 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 right, what right. city? Uh, you say yeah. what city has a hockey and and a football team? But no baseball and basketball. Hockey. <laughs> Hockey and football. Yep. Columbus. No. How about Buffalo? Buffalo is right. Buffalo's yeah, right. We gotta go, guys. We gotta go. We gotta do the song. Do the song, and we'll say goodbye to everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Listen to Milton's song. We'll this song. The song. Go, Milton. This is a metaphor. It speaks of love through a metaphor. Listen to this song. Great song. Keith. <laughs> Listen to it. Beautiful song. Normal body temperature. <laughs> the metaphor is temperature. Good song. Yes. Chicago. Morning, 
got spring and summer running through me. 898.6. 98.6. Hey, everybody dance. My wife's dancing here. Good rhythm. This is Milt's Rock and Roll Show. Off till next week. <laughs> I'll be appearing at the Paramount with we'll Alan Freed. Three o'clock in the morning, Michael, remember. Yeah. And I'm doing it now.